Chin Chin, pal. Chin Chin, Slam Time Live. Who do you think would be a better uh, host of the Hunger Games? John Marco Cerezi. I'm saying between the two of us. Uh, so, okay, hold on. But you're gonna have a fresher perspective because you've seen the new movie. Uh-huh. What, who's what the the host is like the the John Madden of these kids killing each other? Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's more. It's almost so. Okay, they show the origin, and the first guy that was uh the host was a weatherman first, and so his vibes are like weatherman and magician. And that's always okay. been the vibe. But in this new prequel that they put out, it shows that he is the first guy and it's the same last name. So it's like the long line of them yeah. was a weatherman and a magician. So and that's so it's almost like game show host type of guy. Less they're play like by an, play. they're an anchor man. Yes. If you will. OK. Yes. Uh, OK. Well, let me ask you this. If somebody killed, uh, let's say they killed five people. Are you kidding me right now? Who's that? Lucas McCrary. It, Tell, t- tell him to beat it. Tell him to beat it. You're on Slam Time Live with me and Spencer Cavins. Hi, pretty boy. Oh, oh my God. Am I really? Yeah. You're live. Oh my God. Guys, we got our first caller, Lucas McCrary. Whoa, what should I say to all the, the fans? Whatever you want, man. Follow your heart. Say the N-word. What do I say to the fans? What do you want to say to Patrick Depari? Ask yourself. <laughs> what would you like to say? That's the opposite of what we need, Lucas. Okay, well, so now we've answered the age-old question. How do you get Lucas to shut the fuck up? Just put him (laughs) on a podcast. (laughs) Honestly, I'm so bad at podcasts. I hope to never do one again. Hey, straight up, Lucas, me too. (laughs) That's where we're at. Me me too, and this is, I think, number 60, and I'm still uh, terrible. (laughs) This... Yeah, <laughs> you could you could see yourself, for example, like grabbing a beer with us. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. I, so anyway, we're gonna cut this bit a little bit short. But <laughs> um, uh, text me. Okay, love you. Bye. Wow. Before we're so rudely interrupted. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Terrible timing. Uh, no, but what I was going to say is, is, is because I think this will decide the an, uh, original question, of mm-hmm. course, being who would be a better host of the Hunger Games? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. If somebody killed, say, five people in a row, mm-hmm. right? They got, I don't know what weapons they have. They have a fucking table saw and they just ring, ring, yep. and just uh, chop five motherfuckers up. What would you say? I, I'd probably say something along the lines of, and I say this respectively, I'd say, whoa, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, that's what I would say. Okay, see, now I might say something like, Kilimanjaro. Oh, okay, that's your ad lib? I, I would, I, I just, I know that the, the Halo tier. That's your Jordan killing. for three. I mean, I'm taking it from Halo. Online, right. But I think, I think people would like that. It would be, so in the old movies, he, his catchphrase is more of like a signature laugh. Where he would go, ha, 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 ha. That's yeah, that's right. I that. remember that. Yeah. But I, it would be, I think I'd have to have some cool catch. For All the blood one. on the ground. What is this? My wife's pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Beat it. Yeah, I beat it up like a prize fighter. Shout out to Sam. Shout out Sam. Um, Good movie, though, you said. I Okay. In all reality, I think you'd be able the the, the prequel's fantastic. The old ones are fine. I think you'd be able, I think you would be more able to make really fun whimsy of death. Yeah, that might be true, but also, like, some days you just don't want to be there. Like, we know this with comedy. Imagine just phoning it in <laughs> and be like, ooh, that was something. Uh-oh. After somebody's got an arrow through the eye. Yeah. Uh-oh. Crossbow just gave him a nose piercing. <laughs> yeah. Watching somebody just get, like, stomped. You know, sometimes, like, before they've even found weapons and it's just hand-to-hand, just yeah. strangling somebody that they grew up in the same, the same district, the mm-hmm. same village with. And then you Ed- just go, so that happened, folks. <laughs> yeah. Edwin from District 8 is wa- is strangling Corbin from District 6. He's slowly watching the life fade from his eyes. What a trip. <laughs> well, what, what a trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Still a lot of game left. I feel like my people have already experienced the Hunger Games, so for me, I'd probably just start singing like Passover songs at the end of every death, yeah. something like that. I'd start singing like Hebrew hymns and stuff like that. Can I ask you something? Are you yeah. – are you? Uh, they can't see the the, the – the viewer, the listener can't see, but you have both. I'm looking at both an elf on the shelf. Yep. As well as 
the not quite as well known mm-hmm. Mensch on a bench. Yep, we got them both. Which is uh, just imagine it's like a Jewish guy. It's like a guy like Nat wearing like a blue suit, sitting there going, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's what he's saying. If Actually, if he had a pull know, string, <laughs> if he had a pull string on him, which he doesn't, but if he had a little string like Woody from yeah. Toy Story, what would he say? <laughs> he would just go. Wow. You know well, what I mean? Know, That's how he looks. Do you know Daniel Janine? He's sickly. His knees you know are Daniel bent. Daniel Janine? He features for Jesse Kearson. Yes, I do. Yeah. He's got a great joke where he goes, I'm Jewish. I mean, I'm not like Jewish. Jewish. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm like James. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good. But um, w- are, are you a mensch? What is a mensch? A mensch is a guy who does good deeds. Do, do they have to be Jewish? No. Do you have to be uh, actually like altruistic and philanthropic? Or like, would I be a mensch just for like lending an ear once in a while? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it's like just a common display of decency. Or because I know Ben Shapiro is also meant. So like if I like say like if I destroyed a trans libtard publicly and you'd put it on a, YouTube, you'd that's be a ultimate bench. bench. That's a mensch on a bench. Well, because okay. if you're if you're Ben Shapiro, if you were you if you were a Jewish lawyer eviscerating, you'd be a mensch of the bench. Oh, I see. Okay. Approach the bench. Right. I want to be a mensch being pulled off the bench. Yes. I want to get some playtime as a mensch. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's pretty fair. Okay. A starting mensch. A st- I want to be a starting mensch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full rotation. I don't want to be a mensch warmer. Yeah. I want to be in the starting lineup. Well, mate, you're probably going to have the full progression like Derek White. So yeah. clutch. Right. So clutch. That's a mensch off the bench. Yeah. And you kind of have to be a nice hair- a guy with a hairline like that. I mean, buddy. Dude, get this. <laughs> That's bad. He shaved it finally. He started shaving his head, and it looks. It's like Derek White. That was, that was the white thing to do. <laughs> you know, that was it, bad. Well, that was. Do you remember that era of LeBron where he was just kind of still figuring it out with his hair? And I feel like he <laughs> yeah, still dude, like did. Anywhere he wore like the fucking spray he'd hair. He'd wear spray, and then he'd be taken off. He'd take off the headband, and like the hair would come with it. Yes. And, and it's like, dude, you're you're the one. You're the number one you're top guy you're the best yeah. in the league for 20 years right and how do you, how is there no one on the squad that's like bro you just gotta shave that it, it's it's actually unbelievable especially because there's nobody who can pull off a bald head except maybe like a cambodian then uh like monks and shit Cam- look pretty good bald. Okay. i was like not <laughs> but, but black guys like just look good bald it's like you could look like mm-hmm. denzel and glory of course like, just shave your head you're lebron james it, it's inevitable to happen yeah, every goat must be bald at some point. But there's something nice about, uh, or there, there's something, um, there's something very like relatable to look at, like somebody who who is a is a role model, somebody mm-hmm. you look up to, somebody who's just absolutely just excellent in mm-hmm. every possible sense of the word, and to be like he still struggles with like his hair not growing out. That yeah. so keeps him up at night that he's like, I I would trade it all for hair. <laughs> that's very funny that made me dean stanfield laugh that was crazy i, I would trade the goat debate for hair yeah that's you know? that's very very funny to think of i i wonder truly if if i if mj thought about that you know what i mean because mm-hmm. he was bald kind of forever he had hair like almost immediately into entering the league i think by like 89 he was bald yeah right right like 86 he came in or and something you like of that. course mean 1989 uh, yeah. yeah not 2008 that old yeah <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners at yeah, all. Dude. Michael Jordan balded so early. I think it was like 89. He started balding. Like, yep. Yeah, that, that dude. I mean, I'll tell you, the Industrial Revolution, revolution was stressful for everybody. So. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's why LeBron, it's so important to LeBron to keep his hair because that's the one thing he has on Mike in the GOAT not. debate. People go through all these stats and he's like, yeah, does he have hair though? Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, uh, so he's Did like, he invent like, ice cream though. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> being chilling. But he's like, no, I was in Ben and Jerry's and I was like, throw some almonds in them. He's like, though. no, no, I understand it goes neck and neck. It could go either way. You talk about MJ and his rings and, you know, the scoring titles and stuff like that. I mean, I'm probably the greatest assistant of all time, but um, oh, let me just unwrap this do rag real quick. <laughs> I mean, you could put a jet ski on these waves, man. Who's the go? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I like, like LeBron, those are clearly iron shavings that you've <laughs> piled onto your head. <laughs> I like LeBron answering the GOAT debate while going like this. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps trying different things. It's like, LeBron, you clearly just have a bunch of black caterpillars writhing around on your head. We can see them moving. You're fooling no one. He's like, oh, no, what? They poisonous? You're going to tell me these are poisonous? I'd be funny put poisonous caterpillars. Hey, don't touch it. That's for your safety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, whoa, don't touch it. That's poisonous. Those are poison caterpillars. That, that's that's why you can't touch a black yeah. woman's hair. It's because it's poison. Oh, don't touch them. They're snakes. 
<laughs> Yo, because it's the biggest no-no. Yeah, it's like totally. This cra- I actually only learned this recently that like you cannot touch a black woman's hair. Yeah. But that is the reason because it's all it's, it's all squiggling black. <laughs> It's not it's because it's disrespectful. Whole nest of black <laughs> that's why they got to do this so they don't smush them. That's right. That's <laughs> why they're always changing. The reason they're always changing their hair is not because of a wig or a weave or any of those things. It's that they eventually just become butterflies. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I am the tree on which they proceed with metamorphosis. <laughs> that's why that's a that's a new that's that's where the term coon comes from it's from cocoon, oh god from, yeah. oh it's god, from dude. it's from cocoon head that's yeah, okay, okay, they okay. call them cocoon heads <laughs> i knew that saying coon would be tough but i knew yeah, that yeah, cocoon yeah, yeah. would cocoon. be my you mean cocoon. would be my redemption yeah. arc i meant cocoon dude there was a uh, i had this i had this funny i had this funny moment with uh miles uh it was miles a black comic and awesome yeah. funniest dude ever and uh, we used to hang out all the time. And he was over at my place. We're actually hanging out at my dad's place. My dad yeah. had, uh, uh, he has a big, he had a big place in like Hill Country. Yeah. Um, with lots of like stone hallway, you know, those old like Hill Country houses made of like uh, sand limestone. Sure. Is that what it is that they use here? Pro- probably. But yeah, like beige, big country. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, uh, it, w- it was l- like at night and I was walking ahead. I was almost at the end of this long hallway. And Lindsay had just come down the stairs and was walking down the hallway. And Miles was presumably coming behind her. She didn't know if he was behind her or not. And she went, she walks into the hallway and she just goes like, Ooh, spook city. Meaning like, you know, like spooky town, Yeah, yeah but yeah. just watching her, she goes, and she's very, she's like woke and uh, it, all of the, you know, she's uh-huh. freshly out of college at this yeah. point. She goes, she goes, Oh, spook city or, or sp- spooky city, spooky city. <laughs> and she didn't even know that I was listening to her. That was just for her, just to like cover her base. Yeah. she's like, spook city, or, spooky city. I said, Spooky City Miles wasn't even there. So it was just like, to her, she's just by herself in a hallway, like correcting her own, you know, uh, uh, non well, fucking what word am I even looking for? Uh, non-purposeful racism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like that, that actually reminds me of I put my foot in my mouth in a very similar situation where I had a buddy back in Boston who he worked at. Uh, he used to train like exotic animals for a living and he would take them at home to like uh like net, like in the, when they were really young babies, like a lot of the nurturing process took 24-hour uh, care, and he was he lived on a three-family, so they had multiple flights of stairs. When, when you leave the first floor, you'd hang out, and he was sit he was sitting there with it, and he had a gibbon, and I was like, and they were sitting on the I was like, oh, porch monkey, yeah, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, no, no, you did not, <laughs> I was you did not I accidentally was like, I was like, oh. see a gibbon hanging out and say porch monkey. Uh, not you're that's you're not being a mensch <laughs> the mensch on the bench uh, you can't see his eyes just moved he just looked at you he just side eyed uh, you where is the mensch on the bench by the way dude he just fucking ran away he wants no part of this you know what's funny is that he's it, running away to tell santa we were talking about like lack of presence and like being like uh emotionally unavailable earlier for whatever reason and uh tara loves mensch on the bench she loves elf on the shelf she loves moving it around yeah but there's no one else here you know what I mean? Like, you do that for the kids. That's yeah. what, But she likes to do it and stuff. And I think, whatever, kids or not, it's a nice thing. But I never re- – re- every now and then I'll remember – like, I'll be like, oh, that wasn't there before. But, like, yeah. she's like – Yeah, yeah right. It's just for you. It's like hiding an Easter basket. It's <laughs> like right. It's like, bitch, where is it? <laughs> Where's the stuff I, I paid for? I want the chocolate eggs. Give me the candy I paid for. Yeah. Yeah. It was also funny to have like Elf on the shelf in an apartment inhabited only by adults. That's right. Because it's like, what's he, what, what naughty thing is going to catch me doing? I'm an adult. Totally. It's like, just like smoking crack would okay. be what he's like preventing <laughs> me from. You know what I mean? Like it's like, what, staying up past my bedtime? No, he's like watching to see if I like have an affair on our couch. Yeah. You, you haven't, you haven't found any stems laying Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. You haven't found any of my, any of my rose stuff. Why have, do you have one of those, uh, dop kits just with rigs in it i never had like a dop kit yeah i would have a shaving kit with like a spoon and some some, and some needles stuff. in it but then you kind of get to a point where it's just like in my pocket in my it's, jacket that's, that's, pocket. that's really what it ended up be. i yeah. never like had the yeah i never had like the watch case that unravels you know the watch roll up yeah yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah right. <laughs> spoon in right. one slot stick in one slot yeah. cottons in one well how seriously some people take their like being a junkie where they, yeah, like, yeah. they like show up with like a physician's kit like a 1920s doctor. I ha- I had a buddy who he ended up being like a drug. Like he stopped shooting dope early and then just like stayed on Suboxone like the rest of his life. It's like mm. wicked. So his brain's all like fucked up. 
and he, but he's still to this day, he's very like, um, he's very like, um, um, fidgety with his drugs. He's very yeah. like, he like examines them. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. he like looks, he like will look at like Molly under one of those like lenses that people look at terpenes under. Oh, yeah, that's like like what your mensch would use to investigate a sapphire. Exactly. He'd use a jeweler's loop for for research chemicals. Oh, he's a Jew monocle. (laughs) He's got a Jew monocle (laughs) for his Molly? Oh, dude. Uh, It's very funny. What's that? Oh, Zinni. I love that you guys. uh, Do you have one? A jeweler's loop? Uh, A Jew monocle? Call it what it's called. Yeah. A Jew monocle? Yeah. Um, No. I have like three. You investigating a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go, and you go, Six. <laughs> six chocolate chips. <laughs> yeah, six, six, six. <laughs> you just use it to count chocolate chips. <laughs> that is really funny. Using it to count the yeah. most simple thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And then you there's chips in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Seventy four sprinkles. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh you but know. yeah, so so he's he like me- mega nerd loves to investigate his his drugs. Yeah, and it's very funny because I used to like I used to kind of be like that where I when I sold drugs until I got bad with dope at like twenty one. Like twenty one was where maybe twenty two was where it was just like there was no it, it was just like so gnarly. Yeah, that's the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, truly, like 100%. I, I, I feel for people who are, uh, well, f- finish the story. But people who are like older and doing drugs, it's yeah, like yeah. it's a lot harder. Well, it, it also becomes less cute. Like nobody wants to help you. Well, because when you get sober, you, you know, you're like, oh, I ruined my life, and then people who've been around are like, no, you, you could. This is amazing that you're so lucky to have gotten. Yeah. And then I'll see people who are like, you know, in their fifties and sixties, they're like, I got, I was lucky to get sober at 40. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Well, also so much of the conversation when you're younger is potential, potential, right. potential, potential. Mm-hmm. And then when you get older, it's just about like, d- don't, don't you want a warehouse job, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, that's right. It's a hard sell. Like as you get older, because like you've burned the bridges, it's like, yeah, it's not going to be like great. Yeah. But you can fight you. If you fight really hard. Yeah. You can like live in service to others. Yes, 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 Is that yes. That interesting. Um when I was 17 to 21 and I was really big into selling psychedelics and MDMA and yeah. various drugs and I was I was really plugged in. Like I mm. knew I had a really elaborate network of people I knew. Right. And kind of had my finger on the pulse of where stuff was coming like you know i mean like not like not that i was up at like those crazy crazy levels but you just stick around long enough you meet enough people you start to like it's like any industry you know what i mean so when like a bunch of good blow just like shows up to town like you learn that a shipment has come from wherever because there's just only so many people and there's only so much drugs at the higher like level right so when there's and i used to really pride myself in like being knowing about the drugs, knowing what I was providing. And I don't think that, and it felt karmic to, to be able to provide a premium product to my customers. Mm-hmm. It felt like this is what's protecting. That's me. something specific to uh, like psychedelic. Mm-hmm. I'd even say like ketamine, MDMA fall mm-hmm. in that category. Festival people. It's the community it's, thing. There's yeah. that. And you guys do really pride yourself mm-hmm. on like where it came from, the story. Uh, you guys are like, honestly, I've bought drugs from people like you before. And yeah. you treat it like I'm Dave Portnoy walking into your <laughs> yeah. pizza restaurant where you go like, oh, OK, like my friend, this came from Al Kazir, who is actually from Morocco, lives in <laughs> Sweden <true>. now. <laughs> right. Family's from Morocco, but he I believe was born in Sweden. 30, he gets it makes yeah. us in a lot. And it's like, dude, but I don't care. Thirty five years of cultivating opium hasn't tried it once. It's funny that the story that you're talking about is the same way as like real sneakerheads talk about sneakers. Like yeah, that part is yeah, important yeah, yeah. to them being like, no, nah, it's just cool. Like the hits. Cause you know, the company started in Boston. And so that little line, like that's, you know, it's a Celtics thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, I think they look nice. Yeah. You know? But I was really like that with drugs. And I really thought it was like fun and cool. It was, that was just pretty lame. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. But like if that's Having your good world. shit is not lame, but yeah. giving like a fuck other than like, oh, it just needs to be good enough to sell. Yes. Is whack. I remember uh, and this would be like where you're reaching for clout. I remember having a guy who just was technically Colombian and like feeling really big and people treating it big because I'd be like, I got a Colombian guy. I, I, I caught this from the Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, it's just like 
a half ounce of coke yeah that like you know who knows who it actually came from be like i got that from a colombia it's so That's funny straight too. From Columbia. it's so funny because it, it could be the worst guy ever but if he had the good batch when you're a junkie you're like yeah that guy's cool like it's oh not, yeah it's oh. Like, oh yeah dude the guy's name could Jerron literally be is like the man his name could be like johnny skidmark and yeah, 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 like, yeah. be like i i have to find johnny skidmark. oh dude oh remember feeling happy to be invited to hang out in this cretinous dungeon because it was a good dope dealer. And you're like, I'm in. That's it. Now you, feel I like you just call... got passed at a club. Now I, now I can, now I can overpay this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I can pay this guy too much money. It happened to me really badly and like ignore all of my calls yeah, and, and, and him pretend to be 20 minutes away for four hours while I'm <laughs> puking in the bathroom. Cause I'm so sick. Thank God. <laughs> Ian, Ian, John. Told me a told me a funny one because he was doing dope in in Minnesota. So like when he talks about like drive times for dope, it's crazy. Because I think for you and I, drive for the time. most part, it was local. I mean, he'd be like, oh, he'd be like, yeah, we knew we knew it was like, yeah, hour forty five there, hour forty five back. So they also have to budget like gas money. Mm-hmm. Like those weren't things that I ever had to consider that much. Mm-hmm. Like I need some gas. By the way, I was one of those guys. My car used to die on the middle of like busy streets. <laughs> All the time, <laughs> all the time, just totally relying on the help of strangers. That's brutal, like, dude. Like, well, you can't on. always rely on that. Well, yeah, totally, and just relying on being like just well spoken and charming enough. I, I, I had friends that would dude, sell. Uh, man, you struck a nerve with that. Keep going. Uh, well, I'll finish the first point, and then we'll get back to that one. Ian, Ian told me a funny one. We're just talking about dope dealers, just like leaving you fucking hanging, just not answering, not answering, and you're just like you're so dope sick, waiting to get some some smack, and then. Uh, and he said he had this one dealer that would always like he'd finally answer and be like hello and he'd be like hey like when you know just call him trying to figure out like when you're coming he's just like brother if i had wings i'd fly that's you. right that's right <laughs> i love that's that right. line it's so a classic much. if i had wings i'd fly it's you. a classic dude and then it's like uh it that what you're talking what people again it's not i don't know if it, some some people are pretty interested in this stuff so sometimes i feel weird when we get into the drug talk but i do think people are actually pretty entertained by that, so I don't mind. Yeah. But the part that you can't fathom is that, okay, dope sick, people can sort of conceptually think about it, and they're like, I just recognize that it's the worst. I don't know what that feels like, but it's the worst thing. What they don't understand is that it's not like there's other stuff to get into while we're waiting. Yeah, right. There's no project that I could dabble just i have a cell phone with no data plan i'm not gonna try to learn guitar during this right right you know i mean there's no there's no girl to play fall guys with it's just it's literally just me and maybe a netflix account yes i have two cigarettes and a phone with no data account that's at seven percent battery and i don't know when this guy's calling back and the only place i can afford to live is not centrally located if i was there's no cigarettes i can't even conceptually go anywhere to bum a cigarette yeah that a lot of time like uh, sometimes i'd be like on the outskirts of town oh god misery i mean yes. true true yes. true misery um but what w- what i was gonna say about misery. being like, I'd, I'd rather have fucking kathy bates chop my leg off you know what i mean yeah and i'd rather have, bash me with a hammer you know that's fucking brutal man. yeah put, put the feet in the blocks and just oh, smash yeah, yeah 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 uh so no, but what I was gonna say about being like just somewhat well spoken. I remember having friends that had such low confidence uh, in themselves and were so just like far gone and just quite honestly like stupid and like really fearing because we we're also young, you know. I started, I know you did too, but you know we're doing opiates at like sixteen, mm-hmm. right? So some of these people like also just quite honestly like don't know how to talk to adults. Yeah, and so yeah. a big thing was we we're always selling stuff on Craigslist all the yeah, time, yeah, like yeah. carjacking, selling mm-hmm. stuff on Craigslist. But by the way, you're asking to get arrested. I, how we never did, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just there's so much being sold all the time. But it's like I'm literally – I just stole a camera from somebody's house. It wasn't your destiny. It wasn't my destiny, that's, dude. That's really the how I feel. on the bench, watch yeah. me, and he goes, yeah. he'll, he'll come around. Yeah. Uh, but – and then I put that exact, like, thing and model number, like a Sony XLR thing, like, in the same neighborhood where I just stole it. And here's where you can find me. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> literally, like, come to my house. I don't have a car, you know. Like, would you guys do power tool hustle? That was like a big one. In- we would do that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I was gonna Pull say, up the job sites and shit. Uh, I, w- I would sell it to a Russian guy on Craigslist who would buy the tool. So I would steal stuff and then go sell it, uh, or I would steal stuff from Home Depot, return it. They give you a gift card. So you steal something, go to another Home Depot, return it, and then they give you a gift card, mm-hmm. and I would sell that. That was my hope. I didn't mm-hmm. steal a lot of power tools. But what I was going to say is I had a lot of friends who were so uncomfortable with having to, like, deal with civilians, mm-hmm. you know, like professional, regular people, that they would cut me in 
on the action just to do the meet for them. Yeah. So somebody would have a bunch of stuff and be like, come on, like, will you meet with them? I just like don't know how to talk to these you, guys. You are the fixer. Yeah, like, literally. You That's come pick me you up. spoke the language of normal people. Also, they thought just because I like owned a button up shirt, like it was as if I was coming in like yeah. as a like a, a man in black, you know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I could always code switch with my like gnarly friends. And I don't mean this like herb. I, I mean, I don't mean this like black or white. I just mean like low income. Yeah. And like we were broke, but uh, we're European immigrants. So there's like yeah. some kind of emphasis on like class. So my mm -hmm. family is always re really, really well spoken and very presentable mm -hmm. because it's like necessary. Yeah, right. So I was always really well spoken and yeah. I always like liked English. So there was always that. But I'd associate with people yeah, that fucking love English. We're just I, the people I hung out with were bums. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like that's I was where I found my people. Yeah. And so I, I totally understand. It's like when there's like a little bit of trouble that comes or like whatever. Like I was the, I was the, I was like PR for, yeah, for the gang right, junkies. Right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. I had numerous times where I was two different times where we were pulled over doing drugs in a car where we're, the, the, the police were called because it's like suspicious car. Mm -hmm. We were both, in both occasions, were, uh, were did doing you, drugs. Did you tell them that you knew your rights? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right did, away. Did, when the, are are when, you detaining when, me? No, hold on. Are you detaining me? When they ask for your ID, are you ID, detaining me? When they ask, <laughs> when they ask for your ID, did you ask them on what grounds? Yeah, I said yeah. I said one ground. Then I said the glove compartment is locked. So was the trunk in the back. Uh, and I, I love the right, idea. So you would need a warrant for that. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love the idea of of being in court and being like, and then I asked him if I was being detained. And then he said yes, and I said, of what crime? And he didn't answer me, which is illegal. You cannot detain someone without any suspicion of breaking a crime. And they're like, all right, let's just look at the body cam footage. And then you, it's like the guy knocks on the window, and you're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you fall back. It's like, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> nodding. Just look. It's you thinking that you're asking. Every <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you're, you're, yeah. You have a cigarette burning on your lap, and you're nodded out in the driver's seat. Yo, the fucking nylon on your puffer jacket <laughs> is melting. <laughs> I'm not even a cop. I'm a firefighter. You literally think you're like, I asked if I'm being detained, and what you were actually doing is... <laughs> like, well, you were holding a glass of water that you were just slowly spilling on your own lap. So. This guy was sucking his own dick. <laughs> but then I asked him, I was like, are you a police officer? You have to tell me. He's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite literally dressed as a sheriff. Yes, tell me. I'm dressed as a sheriff. What's your badge? You ask him what his badge number. He tells you like 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what's your badge? Just keep asking him his badge number and then nodding back out. <laughs> but, all right, I want, I want your badge number in the park. That was, that was our favorite lingo when someone was nodding. We would say, this guy's sucking his own dick. Oh, we yeah. We thought that was yeah. so funny. I mean, dude, it's amazing that the legs would stay stable, but they're fully bent. So like they're doing there, a full hinge. Unless I've blacked out and done it and not known, I don't know that I've ever done Same. that. Same. I don't know how you do that. Like, I, I know I did it once. I had just gotten out of detox. It was a few days yeah. clean, did a big shot. And I, my brother was like, we have to go because we were in a grocery store. Out. I was in the, you know, they have like kind of the islands of like mm -hmm. just frozen meats and stuff. I was like in the thing. <laughs> and he was like, we're getting weird looks. We need to leave right now. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, is it illegal to be sleepy? <laughs> oh, interesting. I know it's illegal to be sleepy. I, I like, and then you use the argument. It was like, I, I've worked all night. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> dude, that was always the fun because and they really believe it. It's yeah. like there's a there's this thing which I think like all all men, perhaps all people have this in general, which is like or tend to have this this reluctance to admit to falling asleep. <laughs> like during movies, men. we lie about it. I did it to Dean. We were we were watching this thing called uh, True True Dove, True Dove, Lonesome Dove. Mm -hmm. As old books turned into a TV show, it's a western. Promise I would watch it with him. It's a four parter though, so we watch them like breaks over good. the last like year yeah it's good uh and we're watching it and i was falling asleep and he's like, like yo bubba bubba and he's like D did you see that and i was like yeah that's crazy i'm 32 <laughs> this is one of my best friends and i lied to him that i had seen what just happened because he's like did you see that yeah, it was like a pivotal plot moment but here's the thing he knew i know so it's, it's like why lie why lie um yeah it's interesting it's uh Oh, we would do that a lot. I, you know what I did a bunch, and we might have talked about it, is I'd shoot up in a lot of bathrooms, not out for a long time. Yeah, and like be woken up to bang and be like, be right out, and then not out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I'm talking hours. And then eventually they'd be like, you know, sometimes this kicks in. They'll be like, we're calling the police. Like, and I'd run out with like fucking like belt over my shoulder. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
crazy. getting out as fast as you can. A lot of that. A lot of Chinese restaurant. I they didn't. They had a lot less patience. There's this one Chinese restaurant I used to yeah. shoot up with. They're like, you can't do that anymore. Oh really? Maybe. I really respect Chinese people for that. They do not get themselves into trouble. They're like, no, get the fuck out. They're like, there's no empathy. Yeah. Get get out. Right. There's there's no like he's on hard times. There's none of that. They're like, this is a business. Just do not come here. Anymore. Well, because they're like they're like uh, they're like they're like honeybees. It's like you're not just hurting me. You're hurting us. Yeah. The the greater we. Yes. You're hurting like seven billion people at yes, once yes, yes, when yes, you do yes, that. Yes. You're disrespecting them all. Yeah. Yeah. That's just fun. Yeah. I have. Do you ever like miss um the hustle? No. Like, there's a simplicity. There's a simplicity to you just got to get the dope and that's it. Everything I, else is. I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the not the hustle. That was always stressful. And mm-hmm. also what I did a lot of was just and, and eventually it started to catch up with me after years. And mm-hmm. I would get critiqued for this was not actually putting myself out there as much and convincing lots of other people to do stuff for me. Yeah, um, I did a lot of that. And when people started to catch on, it started to become a real thing of like, like I am risking arrest all the time. Yes. You are like doing coordinating and scheming and like then you're getting a share. So like I was real lazy and and, and scared. Like I didn't yeah, want you're to. The, you're the professor in the heist. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes I was. Yes, Did you I watch was. that, the heist? No, but I but I liked the the way it sounded, so I agreed with you. Yeah, <laughs> I watched like four episodes. This is cool. People uh, love it, but I don't know about that. But uh, I, I I do miss the camaraderie. I really do. Mm-hmm. That like there was a thing, and I mean this in a like in finding a, a good running mate. Yeah, but and I mean this in like a pure sense. I actually don't think it was evil. I think that there was um, there's so much pain mm-hmm. in in drug addiction, so mm-hmm. much enormous pain, and then um, sharing that with people and then also sharing the relief like that is a real feeling that yeah. wasn't that wasn't produced there was like real friendships unfortunately there aren't friendships that could survive because they were based on something that's incredibly toxic and right, rarely right, do right, people get out of it at the same time but like those moments are really real uh people looking out for each other yes um uh you're always putting yourself first because that's the disease but these moments in sharing gratitude and joy mm. with each other because you got well um, yeah, and that's that was there, very and real. That's all there is, and that—that's the closest. It amplifies everything because that's all. Totally. It's very simple. It's the closest I think that uh, that I can relate to of like when people describe, and I know it's not nearly the same thing, but describe like the camaraderie and the brotherhood like found in war. Yeah, that it, it's like this irreplaceable bond. Obviously, it's not that we're not fucking being brave by doing dope, but it was that thing of like you just feel like you're in hell. Yeah, and then you have these moments where it's you feel like, like you got out of it. It's like I think. Well, I think that in even great, and it's like there's drug addiction, then obviously war, and then being a waiter at the same restaurant. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's like the number one problem during a lunch rush. That's I mean, yeah. Obviously, if you're a brunch later during a lunch rush, you should all have Medal of Honors, and <laughs> I don't know why you don't. It's so nuts. It's yeah, so yeah. Nuts. That I'm was not, about. Uh, we did a show with the great Matt McCusker last night. We got yeah. to meet him. Very handsome. Very so dare I say looking. a hot guy. He's super hot. Yeah. You know what? But you know why he's hot? It's not just he is. He's got a good looking face. Yeah. But he's so comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. You can just, smile it from a mile. He's chilling. good. He's good. Yeah. Because I think he's he like a Buddhist to. and shit. Oh, man. I need to get on that. Yeah. Big time. Like, yeah. Him, yeah. And, him and Chris Chan. Oh, man. I can't believe he's sticking with that name. <laughs> but I, I'll, let's go into that. And what I was going to say is, uh, and maybe it's not worth it because I, now I can't actually remember the joke. But he had a great joke about service. Like, like who here is like a, a server? And then he asked the couple and he was like, does she complain about like how hard the job is? Mm-hmm. And he was like all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes, yeah, no, it's like the easiest fucking job in the world. I'm sorry. I, I appreciate what you guys do. It's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah. I carry a plate to my own table every day. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> uh, he had a bunch more on it, but it was, uh, it was just funny. Cause yeah, just it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's also true. And I think, I think like everyone thinks this about their line of work. I think comics don't because we have to be realistic, like yeah. kind of that's to be funny. Yeah. So it's real. I, one of the Patrice said it the best where it's the easiest and the hardest thing in the world. You know what I mean? Because mm. like when it's easy, it's the, it, there's nothing easier than like crushing when you're crushing. Yeah. It's, it's easy. It's just taxing. Yeah. And it's creatively very difficult. Yeah. But like that's just one aspect of it. Yeah. I don't know. I've weighed tables. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a big deal. Yeah. 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 It, it really is. It's like they're like, man, it's so it's like you just you didn't go to school. Yeah, that's what happened. You know yeah, I mean, it's also like it's uh, I think people oftentimes conflate stress with difficulty. I think it's it can be highly stressful. I agree with that because you are dealing with people and people are demanding. And then you also you're the intermediary between two very demanding parties. So it's stressful. 
and I no doubt, but that doesn't equate to uh, equal terms of difficulty. I uh, I was thinking about this where, um, I w- one of the things that I know a lot of people struggle with is like placing value and self worth in their profession. Yeah, and it's like it's one thing if it's something that you like, and it's one thing to care about doing a good job. I think there's value and merit in that. But there's a real like sickness, and I don't know if it is like specific to like a lot of people think it's like specific to America because of the way capitalism is structured and this whole thing that we need to like produce and da da da. I don't know if it's that. I think it's just like mental illness. But like a lot of people like really give a fuck what their boss thinks about them. Yeah. I was right. I was talking to I was like talking to Tara about this. Something happened. I was like, I was like these people essentially hate you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they 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 like will feign interest. And they might even think it was like when it comes to anything important, like they'll just they'll just kill you. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, I think like, hate's a strong word. I think that they they I think a good boss will value you on a human level as much as is possible. Right, a a great boss that would be a great boss because they're so rare. With the understanding that obviously profit and capital will almost always take. Of take course, and so that's why I mean I was like, I never I I don't think I've ever had a job where i gave a, yeah. a fuck mm-hmm. what my direct superior uh i would agree with that because yeah. it's like it's it's bananas to even th- i was like yeah for what like what will this give you it's like the, you're not like is the question is like okay like for whatever job you're in it's like is this what you want to do like is this yeah you know what i mean like wh- what i just ne- i never understood i never understood placing any value i would not i will not do a minute extra work you yeah you were like, like mcnulty you're a pain in the ass rogachevsky that's what you know i was that? i'm yeah. always going rogue you're always going rogue and then it's like and then they're like and then they get the aptitude test back and everyone's shocked that i'm talking yeah to it's like how is he top gun a hundred percent how is he top gun but yeah yeah i'll give you one of these while being the only b plus i always did uh i've always done uh, this is just a, a theme in life is always doing just enough to where they always see that there's potential if we can just get him to we can just get him to to tighten up some of these screws, this there, enormous potential. Yeah, there, there's, and then eventually that would run its course, and I get fired. All, yeah, all these jobs, yeah, 100%. all these jobs. There's, uh, uh, like I remember, I got when I got my uh, recruiting gig, they had some some I don't know whatever. Admit there, maybe there's some legitimacy to it, but it's one of these like personality tests, and yeah. they have, <laughs> and they give you all these like you answer all these questions, and then you go through this thing, and then they like they give you a report, and it says like here's what you are, this is how you perform, and they yeah. had all these nicknames, like which category you yeah, fall yeah, into. This, and mine yeah, yeah. was Maverick. Mine knew. <laughs> I know, dude. Persistent IQ. Yeah. I was the Maverick. You were Maverick, dude. And they told me they were like, you, they told me they were like, uh, we've been doing this for like three years. This yeah. test, they're like, you are the best test we've ever. Seen. Like, <laughs> you think Top Gun? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, yeah. they're like, we've never seen. And they were like, and this guy, the best, of this the best, guy, the really elite, nice guy, this guy, uh, this guy John, who was my boss, honestly, like, re- like, is a good boss. Yeah, like he is. He really did like everything he could for me. Honestly, he was like, uh, he was. They were stoked when I came. Yeah. They were like, this kid's like the next one. Right. He was like this, and then I, I immediately became disinterested. Like I, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like I got a nice fat check, and I was like, that's cool. And then I just like stopped caring. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then when like uh, COVID came, everyone was like, just like um. You know, a lot of people were like transitioning the way they would work and like kind of going into old client, like doing whatever, all this industry stuff, like just like essentially like relationship mending and like just making sure everything was like status quo for the future. And I was just like, the world's over. Yeah. I was like, I was like, we're recruiters. No one, it's done. Right. It's done. Right. That wasn't true. Like there was still, uh, I, but yeah. it was as soon as I had a reason to, I literally stopped working. Mm-hmm. I did not work for this company for a month. Oh, I yeah. would like clock into the meeting and pr- like even then I'd be like <laughs> like <laughs> oh cuz it, and it's it's commission based. I've done the same thing where I'm writing out the last bit and doing very little work and they're like, "You know your commission check's going to suck. You know that, right?" And I'm like, "I still get my base though, right?" That, and that's exactly we had we had a <laughs> I still got my base. We had a draw. Let me just do nothing and get the base. I don't even like this and commission the, thing. And the, I was a junkie drug dealer. The draw, right? So the draw is like, "Here's your base and then your commission is whatever you clear past that." You yeah. Keep. 
right? Like you essentially owe them this, and then when you clear that, oh, interesting. And, it, and it's a okay. relatively popular uh, yeah. uh, structure. I've only for, ever had commission on top of base. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but it really it re- depends on the industry because uh, frankly, like this was kind of easy to clear. Yeah. Okay. So like the total commission is this. You pay it back, and then you cl- get everything Got else. It. And then there are other people have different structures, but whatever. What were you the, selling? Cutco knives. People. You oh. <laughs> yeah. So the the draw the base. Yeah. Was already way higher than anything I'd been. Yeah, so I'd you been up owed to. them money. You worked so little that you technically <laughs> yeah. owed them money that yeah. month. That's yeah. so fun. So I was just like, okay. I was like, yeah, give a fuck. I'm not doing this. I had like one big fat check because it was month to month. It wasn't like annually. It was like month yeah. to month, whatever you clear over, and then you just keep that. And so I got a couple of big fat checks from a few big placements, and that was it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I was like, why would I work right? I literally, I was like, why would I work right now? I told him, I was like, that's crazy. Dude, that, it's had, crazy you think I'm gonna wake up at any time for you. I've had, I've had two jobs where that were that, that were such bad jobs, but where from jump they were like, oh, this guy's gonna be elite, mm-hmm. so they let me go out on my own really early. <laughs> One was uh, canvassing for Environment Washington. I did canvassing. So, yeah, so like on the street and just like, hey, do you have a moment for the environment? Yeah. Guy with the clipboard in the shirt. Yeah. And then the second one was uh was selling AT and T um. Uh, cable door to door. Okay. So both of them were like enormous potential. We're like, yeah. let's let him go off and do his uh-huh. own thing and see what he can do. In both scenarios, I made it exactly two weeks. Uh-huh. I think maybe less than. Uh-huh. I was a junkie both times, uh-huh. separated by years. Oh, and as nice. soon as they let me on my own, literally all I did was just scrounge around and smoke cigarette butts and go and like hide <laughs> in an apartment complex, Same. waiting for it to be nighttime. That's all yeah. I did. I didn't sell, and they were so disappointed in me. They're like, "You didn't sell one cable subscription." I was like. Nah, they're just like, no, they weren't biting today. They just weren't biting today. I'm so dope sick. I'm sniffling. <laughs> no, I just, uh, no one was answering. Just one second. The door. <laughs> yeah. I, I did canvassing as well for some, like, dem- just generalized Democratic foundation. I think yeah. at one point they supported Obama. The whole thing ended up being a scam. Sure. And, and I did it for, like, again, three weeks. That's how, like, that was my thing. Yeah. People, I, I love going to, like, meetings and talking about this because I was like, dude, Whenever I hear the guy that, and it's like no fault, I the disease is the same. Like people's ability to do different things vary. People talk about like you know, I had the wife, I had the kids, I was doing really well at my job, but as soon as six o'clock rolled out, so did the whiskey bottle, and then I'm just with whiskey bottle, carpet slippers, don't talk to me, booze yeah. myself to sleep. Yeah, emotionally unavailable, completely gone, complete chaos, whatever. I was like, oh, I had, I just had nothing cooking. Like there's yeah. nothing going on. There's yeah. nothing going. On. I can't have anything. I, it all goes away. Any break I had, any chance I had, I just threw it. Like, that's yeah. how I would roll. Yeah. It's not really different, but that's just how it was. Regardless, um, I, it's funny with the canvassing that I, like, did it for, like, three weeks and then just stopped showing up. Got, yes. like, a couple checks. Well, yeah. I had, like, they still gave me a couple checks. Right. And I stopped showing up. And then, uh, like, someone told me, they're like, oh, by the way, like, that thing ended up being a scam. I was like, yeah, that's why I stopped showing up. It was it because I knew? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I knew, saw I that. knew something was fishy. Yeah. I smelled it from a mile. I was like, I was like, where's money going? Dude, I had a, I no showed, uh, I worked at Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster was my first official job. That's rad. That sounds and fun. Yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? And then uh, I, I, that one, I, I made it maybe like a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, two funny stories here. One is that I went to a, I remember it was Halloween night and there was a thing called Freak Fest mm-hmm. in, uh, in downtown Seattle and it was infected mushroom performing. <laughs> and my ex-girlfriend, who I was still very much Did like. Did you like it? Not sucked, but I was on <laughs> so much Coke and Molly. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it was infected mushroom. That was awful. <laughs> That's, I've seen him like four times. <laughs> Not you like loved on- it. No, I had a pretty good time, the, like a couple times, but it's like yeah. a whatever show. Yeah, yeah. I, I went there because my ex-girlfriend was going there with some people. We had bought tickets together and then had a breakup since. And I was like, I like, I'm, I'm going to go see her. And we did. We, we danced the night away and I was on too much coke and I did a little soft wiener. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I, I stayed out all night mm-hmm. and uh, ended up smoking H with my with my friend who like picked me up at like 3 a.m. So I was just up all night, didn't mm-hmm. go to work the next day. So then. I have all these missed calls on my phone. Instead of just whatever, calling, apologizing, fuck, I went out last night, I slept in. Instead, I decided to wait two more days of no calling and then having my brother call with a script that I wrote him, pretending to be my attorney, saying we've spoken to Spencer, he's in jail. He wanted us to, to reach out to his place of employment. Here's what happened. His little brother, I don't have a little brother. His little, 
his little brother uh, uh, went, he pawned a stolen violin using <laughs> Spencer's ID because he's not 18. Spencer was then pulled over. There was a warrant for him. They pulled him over and he was arrested for a crime he didn't commit. Oh, damn. <laughs> and, and, and surely he'll be let off. But it's at this point, it's just procedural. Yeah, it's procedural. <laughs> you you understand. I'm filing all the right. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm taking I'm going to the circuit court judges to make oh, sure we can oh get him out, God. which is funny because it's this thing. And there's so many examples of this that we're, certainly we can we've covered before and we can cover in uh, like later pods. But when you're in that drug world. Even your lies are still you think that drug world shit isn't that foreign to people. So I'm like, this is a, a thing that makes sense. This happens. People pawn stolen stuff. Whereas like to this dorky ass manager named Jeremy at Blockbuster, he was like, what? <laughs> Somebody went to a pawn shop with a stolen violin and his ID. But I'm like, no, people do that. And so then when I went to when I find so then I did just show up shamelessly at work like that Friday. So I'd miss pretty much the whole week. And I show up like, Yo, I, like head yeah. really raised high. Like I believed the story head raised high and he, and he pulls me aside and he goes, he goes, Hey, next time, if you're not going to show up to work, just call. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I, I couldn't call. I, oh, I had one call. I called. I was parents. in jail. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, okay, okay. I'm just, you know, just like call next time. Yeah. It's like, I, they, you get one call yeah. and I couldn't. And he's like, I don't know. I, I understand. <laughs> just like so clearly, like, like you didn't have to do all this. We're I short staff. I, I like, uh, I like the idea of you. I like the idea of like you and the bandages next to you and you're just like you're like you're you're shelving like about Schmidt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like love actually. I remember Centurion had yeah, just yeah, come yeah. out and with McNulty. You're, like, you're putting it on and he's like, uh oh yeah, did they uh, what would they end up doing uh with that uh stolen viola? And you're like, Yeah, I think they just returned it to the owners and he's like, oh, That's interesting. I thought you said it was a violin. <laughs> 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 catching you <laughs> or i'm looking at the dvds for excuses and being like uh i don't i i believe that the whole case was lost in translation um <laughs> you're, like, you're like i'm certainly practicing atonement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah my brother's kicked out of the house he's a castaway yeah yeah <laughs> he's a bit of trouble he's a bit of a matchstick man <laughs> Because this is all in there. Because I'm, I'm getting these directly from the blockbuster era when I would go. Yeah, yeah. Of that place where I attained consciousness and I attained taste, and yeah. so that this these were all in that area when we I'd look at the box. Bro, I moved so much fucking candy. Yeah. I moved so much candy. For so marked up too. Oh yeah, but I would sell it because they asked us to. I don't. I don't think I made anything extra on it, but they were just like, "Hey, make sure to be selling these candies," and I would push them. I would push the candy deals. I feel like this the the um specialty market for DVDs is like returning. A lot of people are getting into collecting hard copy media because oh, now that's officially that's, vintage. Yeah, that's like it's like albums now. It's like wow. records. It's a big thing. I know a lot of people who are. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I know so a plenty. One. Yeah, Joe DeRosa collects dvds yeah what a dork <laughs> yeah he collects dvds <laughs> i mean of all the things you can collect i like that he's like oh yeah still got a good snap yeah <laughs> still got a good snap yeah, yeah. yeah this, but uh that's a very well but uh collect. I'm, a little, I'm a little stinky but yeah. regardless um yeah that's like a whole market i think that that, that you could like you could open this because i was thinking about it's a real shame that blockbuster is gone i guess there's like one that's still alive as like a bit in like fargo in or something yeah yeah, yeah. Oregon, yeah and um i was in a meeting today with a guy from like tacoma very canada-y talking the guy was oh yeah well, yeah the vibe was very maybe he was just like a really happy guy but the vibe was really canada-like oh interesting yeah yeah anyway um it's it's a boner that they can't exist anymore. There's just no way for Blockbuster to exist. There's no reason. No. But I I love I love I'm more of like a stuff guy than you. I think. Yeah. I like touching things and whatever. Uh, you you like more like thinking about them. I'm more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like discussing ideas more. You like. I'm, I'm more of like a fidgeter. No, you love you love possessing things. I do. You got shoes. You got shirts. Gaza. Whatever. You like to have possession of things. <laughs> You like to have things in your That's palm. Very That's very good. It was, oh, it was given to us by the English. <laughs> what I was gonna, you know, it was a gift. Yeah. Uh, no give backs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no take backs. Well, I mean, we give back a lot. Frank. When we, uh, uh, so when I eventually left that job a few weeks later, mm -hmm. I of course just no call, no show. Yeah. That's the only way I've ever left jobs. I've either been fired. This last the job shit that I, I just wrote. left is the only time I've ever put in notice. Mm -hmm. I've always either been fired or just stopped showing up. Yeah. 
the, truly, this is the only time I've been like, hey, I'm leaving and here's why and yeah, here's yeah. a good time. So uh, I knew that I had a check and mm -hmm. I was out of money and I had, but I had to go pick it up physically. And this is another one of those just like lying for the sake of, of lying, which is a common mm -hmm. theme on this podcast. Uh, I, to like garner some sympathy as I walked in because I knew it would be uncomfortable because I was just showing up unannounced to like ask for my check mm -hmm. on like a random Wednesday mm -hmm. at like nine o'clock at night. So I wrapped my arm up in a bunch of shirts and stuff like that and then put it under my Helly Hansen coat so that there's a big bulge so that it would look like I had a broken arm. Not that I was going to explain why I have a broken arm, but just when I walk in with that. Some additional level of sympathy. Th also, they can start deducing like, oh, he like must have like been in a car accident <laughs> oh. a couple of weeks ago or something. Something happened to him. There's something that I wanted them to just draw without asking me any questions about it. Some connection between me having a broken arm and having not shown up for that job as I went in to ask for my $172 check. It's, you know, it's really, it's really great because one, first of all, you know, ev everything you're saying, it sounds like fantastical to mm -hmm. the common yeah. man, to the civvy, <laughs> the normie. Yeah. Um, Hey buddy. I'm but surprised you didn't I, react to that. I know he's sleepy, well, but, uh, e e everything you said, I'm like, yeah, I could totally, I would have, yeah, that. right. I I, I've done something similar or would have done something like yes. that in that situation. Hundred percent. It makes the, like all the sense in the world in the yeah. moment. Yeah, and, and it's it's true insanity because it does make all the sense. It's like, of course, I cannot. Not only can I make up something, it's, it has to be like this. But now the part that's cringy is thinking about inner. Think about our buddies that say they're on Suboxone and are clearly doped up. Mm -hmm. Think about our friends who are like clearly on opiates and just yeah. being like, like half nodding out and being like, yeah, dude. So I got like five days now. And I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah nice. Yeah. And it's like he keeps missing the straw that he's drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm like searching for it with God, his tongue. It's all, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just our friend. We see this from a mile. I don't give it's and it's not even about giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. To someone in this position, it's about that there's no it. It's not, it, nothing is different about my reaction. You know, what I mean, like, yes, nothing has changed. Nothing has right. changed. Right. I don't think at all more about it, but it's like so off. Like for me, I see I would see you walking in with the with the thing. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One, one guy did one guy who, who was there, who was new. He was like hired around the same time I was. So him and I were cool. He wasn't my manager when I walked in. He just goes. What do you got? A football in your jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I way over padded it. That's I, the thing. I, I like I like him being like, "Hey, buddy, good to see you," and you having to be like, "Ah, ah, ah. what do you want? A lawsuit?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> the late reaction. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I do like a soccer flop. I think that was good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, good. Great way to end. It. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's about enough. We'll call it. See you later, Slam. Yeah, we'll call it. Slam Time Live, Spencer hey, Gavins, John your, Marco Sarezzi. Keep, keep your eyes keep your eyes out for some real cringe coming up. Yeah. Ooh.